Hey, just a heads up, there was a bit of a corruption in my end of the recording uh, for my vocals in this episode, so if I sound a little tinny, that's why. Tried to play around with it a little bit. Anyway, enjoy the episode. where we have uh, Emily O'Neill, co-creator, lead developer for Harsh Generation, the cyberpunk, uh, post-apocalyptic, narrative, story-driven RPG that just finished a successful, a very successful Kickstarter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, it's it's done. It's working. I am spending all of my free time, and I mean all of my free time, writing custom content for backers, and it is um, both very exciting and also... I'm existentially exhausted. So, of course, we're going to play some more. <laughs> and, of course, I've got uh, our normal normal folks, Dan Bell. Uh, I resent that accusation. Normal folk. Our regular contributors. A little more acceptable. And Rachel Amber Bloom. Hi. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with being called normal. I don't know. I know I'm not, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> you're comfortable in your non-normalcy. And... I'm R.C. Byler, normally your game master, but I'm going to toss that hectic responsibility onto Emily for tonight. Yay! Are you, are you like, excited to, like, be able to mess with another person the way we mess with you? No. You know what? Because I'm not mean. <laughs> <laughs> As, like, a recap, everybody made their characters. We've got, um, Gallius, the, uh, not insurance broker, the information broker. Uh, <laughs> there is no insurance. Just in a our really generation. pissed off State Farm agent that's out for fucking blood. All right, so we got Gallius, that the means. information broker, and uh, we've got. I'm looking at my cheat sheets, by which I mean your character sheets. Uh, we've got Ava or Ava, Ava, Ava Kent, uh, a bounty hunter, and then we've got Nick, a high blood. So. We've got a uh, rich bitch, a know-it-all, and a murderer. Hey. And what about the rest of them? <laughs> I see what you do there. All right, so I- I'd-, I'd watch that sitcom. I would. Have, I mean, we're about to make that sitcom, my friend. So make it good. So your feature cards are going to be the cards that I'm going to be pulling for you. I'll read each one off, but it might be nice to just like have a note of what they are. Um, the uh, storyteller reference cards are basically just cards that are going to remind you of things that you can do. Uh, they're basically like turn cards. Uh, and the tenet cards are the most important because the tenet cards are what you can and can't do as part of your religion. So uh, for our principalists, so for Nick and for Gallius, for instance, you uh, have the principalist tenet cards. Mm-hmm. And um, you will... A lot of these are going to get changed in the game proper, but um, in general, 
You uh, refuse to engage in any action you consider impure. You define impurity. Uh, basically, at the end of every exploit, you get to argue whether or not you did these things. Uh, perform an action that spreads your idea of perfection. Actively maintain your physical appearance. Assist in cleaning up or stabilizing any principless community. Uh, do those things, basically. If you can, like, to, like, put them into your narrative. It will become easier as you kind of get a hang of the game. And real quick, uh, who's the other character that's a, a principalist? Me and Gallius and then Ava is uh, left-hand path. Okay. So uh, your prohibitions are do not aggress, your ki- aggress against your kin unprovoked. I'm actually changing that to do not, uh, do not aggress against your denomination unprovoked. So like, child of grit, don't go punching other children of grit unless they really do something to fuck with you. Curator, don't go like destroying people's artwork and then shoving it up their nostrils unless they really deserve it or you're gonna lose like those are your people you're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt basically uh do not desecrate a principalist religious space which is a specific location and um don't engage in the destruction of principalist spaces in general um so for a curator you have two extra you have two extra um tenets which are offer a work of art to a community, and this can just straight up be narrative. You can just be like, I drew a dick on a piece of wood here! Uh, assist any community in somehow cleaning or beautifying it. So, like, if in one of your narratives you manage to uh, pick up after somebody, or, like, fix something, or basically just leave it better than you left it, or better than you arrived, like, that would count as uh, curator tenets. Uh, for the Children of Grit, You uh, stand up to or attack the family as their mere existence is a provocation. Uh, Assist a walker in taking action against the church. So basically anything that defies um, oppression, because that's kind of what you're all about. So, yeah, just if you can if you can manage those favor probably won't become super important in like a two exploit game, but it's it's part of the game. So Uh, Rachel for left hand path. Uh, so your tenets are to aid some aid somebody in surviving a Ruvian aggression, destroy something of value in an Aruvian community, spread rumors against the Aruvians, which you can do fucking anywhere, and they can be whatever you want. Vandalism and slander? I feel left out. <laughs> oh, you can help. Locate something of value to the Aruvians and deliver it to your people instead. Uh, as a Lilitu, your specific tenets are to engage in explicit violence against the Aruvians. And destabilize an Aruvian community. Jesus, that one's a little extreme. Prohibitions. So don't, again, don't aggress against your denomination unprovoked. Do not desecrate a walker religious space or undercore. Those are places that are deeply important to you. Don't fuck with them. And never destroy sources of valuable information if you can avoid it. Okay. So just keep those in mind as we play. Okay. And I am going to now read you your crisis that we chose. All right. So the crisis that you chose is called Gang War, and it takes place in Estate Pen, which is um, Eastern State Penitentiary. Estate Pen is the crown jewel at the center of a war zone. Always has been and likely always will be. With its state-of-the-art locks and expansive grounds in living spaces, it's prime real estate for anyone interested in a safe place to sleep. Unfortunately, this allure has created an incredibly volatile, rotating trend in ownership over the years, resulting in no one group holding it down for long. Now a new gang wants to change all that, offering to seize the location and quash uprising once and for all to bring some stability to the area. 
Barring that, they promise to at least offer the folks that help them safe passage for them and their loved ones for as long as they hold the location. So, in order to create this scenario, I'm going to ask you all questions. Anybody can answer. You can riff off of each other. You can add to it. Basically, the only thing that you can't do is once once somebody says something, that's canon. So, if Rachel says, um, you know, there's a... 15 a 15 story building then dan you can't come in and say no actually it's a two-story building like you guys are building off of each other and if you want to collaborate on like wait but how about if it was this instead that's one thing but you can't just outright contradict what other people have built because it's like a like a dynamically building environment make sense so very so very yes and yeah it's absolutely yes yeah and. <laughs> okay real quick just because i have the map of delphia up where is uh the penitentiary is located? Uh, the penitentiary is located, like, right in the middle near the river. It's, it should stay, it should say a state pen on it. I see the mangle, metropolis of the- Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's the mangle. A state pen is in the mangle, sorry. And I was just trying to remember, because I think I set my, uh, area as, as temple. Okay, nice. So if we go to temple, then yeah, that will be your home location. Uh, I'm gonna actually read to you about the mangle now. The community around Estate Pen is rife with constant conflict and warfare. It's not an area frequented by casual passersby, and the people that do live there uh, live under the constant fear of attack and displacement. The jail itself is a diamond in the rough, fortified and well-stocked, and is constantly under siege from gangs looking to flex their influence in the area. Um, the aspects of this location is that there are no peace. there's no peace in the mangle. The volatility can never go before below three, and storytellers may not rest here. Uh, the special location being Estate Pen, which is where you will end up, is uh, accessing the pen is no easy task. Outside the jail is a perpetual trap hazard that can be navigated but not negated. If not traversed with care, it, sh- it should result in painful twists. The questions that I'm going to ask you then. The gang in power is well known for their ferocity. Who are they? What is their religion? And what have they done to earn this reputation? You can make all of this up. The one that is currently holding the uh, estate pen. Gotcha. And yeah, actually, that ties in because I was going to ask a question of if gangs exist separate from the from the religions. That's what I wasn't. Um, they exist separate from the religions, but everybody has a religion. So a lot of them will rally around a religion, but their gang might be completely unrelated to it. It's just they all happen to be more ally. Okay, I have an idea. Hit me. What do you got? Okay, so the who they are are the Black Dahlias. The religion are the ones who eat people. And they have earned their reputation because anybody who opposes them, they find them and they obviously kill them and eat them and then display their body in really gross ways in public places to let you know that they can get you. Kill them and eat them. And if you're very, very lucky in that order. Just at me next time. (laughs) All right. So we've got the Black Dahlias and they are corpse dancers. Uh, Awesome. And none of y'all are mortalized. So you can pretty much just fuck with them as much as you want. Yay. This can be disputed. This... I, that, that was my idea. It can be disputed. No, this is good. This is good. Let's riff off of this. Yeah, okay. that's this is good. A super good start. Uh, yeah, again, this is like writing prompts, the game. So if somebody drops something, just take it and run with it. Um, awesome. So they are the Black Dahlias. They are Mortali, specifically corpse dancers. And they are super, super violent and also uh, display their enemies like on pikes and eviscerated and they use their intestines to like tie people's arms behind them as they're like cutting their necks like they are mean as fuck gross cool (laughs) i want to be friends with them nope you cannot have my dice all right 
Awesome. So the challenging gang, the one that is uh, pretty much asking you guys to help them, is a new and is a, is a kind of a new gang in Delphia. What uh, what religion are they? And tell me a little bit about them. All right. So the ones, I was say, the ones that eat people, they're principalists of a different denomination, right? Mm-hmm. My first thought is a Ruvian, because you know the whole like wanting order thing. They want to get rid of the cannibal people from the penitentiary. That they want it to be in uh, more like. Structured order. Although I'm orderly. like my character's against. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you could absolutely do a thing where you like help the Aruvians and then fuck them up from the inside if you want. Like that's fine. <laughs> so that's what I was just thinking. Is like, yeah, my first thought was Aruvian, but I don't know if that would make sense for our characters. Like, why the hell we would help them? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so you you two are both principalists. Is that what it is? Okay. Or alternatively, it could be Mortali and, like, you know, but then we have to, again, still have to figure out why we're helping them. Like, you could be helping them just because they're gonna offer you passage, Money. they're gonna offer you barter, they're gonna... It's fun! You get to kill people, like, you don't have to have, like, a super nuanced, in-depth reason, like, they're gonna give you shit, okay. and, like, they're, go- they're gonna give you shit, and that's, like, survival is having shit. Um... Okay, there's there's loot to be gained. For I'm t- I can't find it. The different like classes of not classes, but like oh the denominations. denominations. Yeah, because like I'm trying to read the tenets, and isn't there one that's like they focus on uh like objects and things? Oh oh the so the deathless. If you're thinking about that, they um the deathless are all about leaving a legacy. There there we go. Like they're trying to take over their legacy. Oh yeah, yeah. that's good. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I really like that. Okay, so you've got uh, a bunch of Deathless who are basically like, you know what, Uh, we are going to take this place, we are going to hold this place, and that is going to be our legacy that we took Estate Pen and held it. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, and we're taking it from another of our own, I would say for two of us, we're taking it from our own uh, religion. Yeah. To be fair... Most principalists don't like corpse dancers, but also like you're gonna have to fuck somebody over at some point. It's fine. So what? Are, uh, what is this new group called? Oh, see, they say I just had this on my brain a lot, so I want to say something related to Hamilton because the whole <laughs> legacy thing. Okay. I've been I've been listening to a lot of the Hamilton soundtrack like on repeat. And 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 what is what is your thought? I was saying, what would the legacy of Alexander Hamilton be? Federalist. Oh my God, they're the fucking Federalists. <laughs> Done. Federalists are back in fucking Philadelphia again. God. <laughs> in, at the time of this game, it's like 500 years later. Can there be like something where they like found some of the Federalist papers? <laughs> like- sure. <laughs> the people of this time, 300 years in the future, they know that America used to be a thing, right? Like at least some of them. There's got to be someone who's read a history book. They No, they absolutely know that like there was a time called the blackout and prior to the blackout, things were very, very different than they are now. Okay. It's just like, think about like Fallout, where people would like pick up books and be like, I don't really know the context of this, so I'm going to make it up and it's going to be kind of cute and wrong. It's kind of like that. Okay, okay. They worship Alexander Hamilton. Oh my god, Alexander Hamilton, who... There has to be, oh my god, there should totally be like, there was a tour of Hamilton that was like in Philadelphia when the blackout went out, so there's just like a thing of the poster with him like pointing. Oh my he's god. He's their god. <laughs> he's their avatar. He's their avatar of death. 
because his legacy has persisted throughout the years, and they don't know much about him, but they're obsessed with everything that has his name on it. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so I, they worship Alexander Hamilton, <laughs> and they're the Federalists. What, what if part of the reason they want to take the, 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 uh, jail is because some of the Federalist papers have been stolen and hoarded in the jail? I love it. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. And also the Liberty Bell. Oh my god. <laughs> we're, here to, we're here to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> and the Liberty Bell. Oh my god. All right. What if someone, like, found $10 bills that are hoarding, like, all the $10 bills that are left in the world? Oh my god. Absolutely. They're fucking. Absolutely. Oh my god. All right. So they worship Hamilton. They are trying to get. They, they want to get uh, basically any relics of Hamilton. Oh, there should definitely... Oh my god, okay. There should definitely be a thing where they don't realize how old Alexander Hamilton is, and they think they have pictures of them of him, but it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh my god! <laughs> well, actually, it's just it's just proof that his legacy persists, and that he has uh, passed through time, and that his spirit still yeah, exists. Yeah, they, they, they... No, that's where they... What we do to Keanu now, they do to Hamilton. Estate Penn is well fortified and guarded. Uh, what sort of fortifications and traps are present outside of the jail? The dead people that are hanging in there. Just psychologically. <laughs> not, yeah. Like, what, like that? They're like they hung a bunch of like dead people, like they do off the side of like a ship. Yep. Yeah, that's what we said. Like, I was thinking, like uh, that Handmaid's okay. Tale, like that wall, that really creepy oh, wall. Okay. Fuck yes. Uh, so wait, are the bodies like booby trapped, or are they just fear? Gosh. Oh, I was thinking just fear, but they could totally be moving. I was going to say, it sure does sound like trick of the Because it makes sense, like, you would you would have, if someone no tries to climb the wall, like, just have the bodies have, like, grenades in them or something. Oh, my God. There's literally nothing more harsh generation than that. Yes. <laughs> Grenade corpse. <laughs> um, awesome. So there's dead people that are booby-trapped. Anything else? The uh, What are they called? The people that are, like, cybernetic. Um, the Tavarians? So they have, like, electrical things they can do, right? An electrified fence sounds dumb. I'm trying to think of like. Oh, uh, see, I was thinking like like turrets or something. There, I mean, there could be turrets. There could be an electrified. Ooh, ooh. I would say electro turrets. <laughs> <laughs> electro turrets. And it's basically just like a, it's like just basically a mounted lightning gun. Oh my god! Okay. More of like a what are those things called? Where it's like not like a lightning rod, but it's like it goes straight up and then it has like like the rings that go and then like they like conduct electricity yeah i like that okay so there's basically like rings of electro turrets and those like spires of electricity i like how we're like yeah do this do this like all these exploding corpse bombs and we're like we have to now go through this (laughs) sure do we just fucked ourselves (laughs) we're doing this the correct way but not the smart way (laughs) that's a really good way to put it that sounds like our mo so your goal for uh, your goal for this is to choose who gains control of the of the jail and take it. Simple, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So generally, uh, if we had like a good four hours to play, uh, there are three objectives that you have to reach. I'm going to read them to you just so that you know what they are. Uh, the current gang has trapped the place completely. Find an item you can use to disarm them. The challenging game needs recruits. Bring them a person feature who will add to their strength. Some of the locals have sided with the current gang. Draw an exploit in the mangle to sway their opinion or other, otherwise nullify their influence, which is a clever way of saying murder them all. Um, so we are really only going to have time to do one of these things. So I will say 
pick which one of these you want to do, and the rest will be handled by the incoming gang. They're going to basically bring those for you. I want to do some murder. I mean, you can also murder literally anybody in any of these scenarios. I feel like we can figure out how to murder. Uh, you will, it will not there. be hard. Ava will murder someone. <laughs> murder hobo the campaign. I guarantee murder will happen, especially with this group of assholes. Yeah. Idea. Where we can combine two of those. We have to find somebody like to inspire them. That we could have like one of the people that were part of what are they the Federalists were is trapped in the penitentiary and they're keeping him there as a hostage. And we have to go in there to get them for that for the group. But we kill everybody in the way. Okay, so before you can go into the jail, you're going to have to go elsewhere and grab these things. But I do like that. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But you could also say one of the Federalists is trapped somewhere else and go and get them and kill everybody in the way. Yeah, I think there's, I think I like that. Uh, Let's let's do that one. Like, try and, yeah, we're going to like try and find like their, one of their, one of their leaders. Awesome. Okay. Also, I'm hoping everyone on the Federalists have like Putty Hamilton names. Uh, you're gonna name every single one of them. I have not seen Hamilton, so I expect you to do that for me. We're all learning. Okay, okay, RC. They're all. I'm either naming them after actors from the original cast or characters from the show. Let's go. You, you mean people from history? I- <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I wasn't going to mention people from history that aren't in the show. Like Andrew Jackson won't be showing up. All right, that's fair. Okay, so yeah, we have to find one of their leaders who's been kidnapped by someone is being held somewhere. Do we need to figure that part out now? Yes, I was going to say, so where do you want to go? Wherever you go will be where this person is being held, because we're creating this as we go. Um, You can go anywhere on the map. So if you do look at the map, um, you can go anywhere that's not the overgrowth, because that's an expansion that will also be released. Um, I finished it. It's very exciting. Ooh, a whole expansion of just nature. <laughs> uh, it's a whole expansion of just nature that wants to fucking eat you. It's great. God, um, it's like Annihilation. That is like my jam. Can you tell me anything real quick about Strawberry Stables? Because I just feel like that would make sense, because kind of in between the mangle. The uh, Strawberry Stables is a place, uh, it's a principalist location, no particular denomination. Um, it is a place that is patrolled by individuals called Fletchers, who basically... Um, Ride. I don't know if you know anything about uh, Philly as it is now, but in that area, there are people who actually like raise and um, breed horses and use them to patrol the city and basically keep down crime by riding their fucking horses and making sure that like shit doesn't happen. It's like it's like the most badass community watchdog program. Um, and it is <laughs> say, like- and it's almost entirely people of color. It is so fucking cool. Like, it is so cool. Um, so the Fletchers are basically that, but their ponies are made of um, metal and saw blades. Ooh. Oh. Okay, yeah, I think we definitely need to go there. So there's definitely someone holding this uh, Federalist hostage at <laughs> in the in the horse stables. I'm now mad that I don't have a stables location, but that can change because I'm writing this game. It occurred... Oh, oh, you don't? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't need to mess that up. No, 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 no. This game is in flux. Please give me stables. Also, we can just say that they're in the stables. It's fucking fine. I was just thinking, has it been determined, like, what weapons we have, if any? Like, did we do talk about that at all? Well, you have game? your mods, and if you want weapons, you can have weapons. Um, okay. If you can justify something in your narrative, like, I pick up a piece of rebar and use it to hit this person in the head, you've got a piece of rebar. If you're like, I 
pull out the knife that I had in my pocket, then you have a knife in your pocket. That's fine. Like it's, it is entirely for like, what will make the most fun narrative? You've got it. So long as it makes sense. You can't be like, and I turn myself into a giant turret. Well, do you have a mod to do that? No? Okay, you don't do that. But maybe you have a turret that is over here and you make things happen. Um, I just, uh, I, I imagined her as having throwing knives, especially because she's a person who, like, turns people into into skeleton statues. Absolutely, yeah. No, that that's absolutely fine. Everybody in my mind should have throwing knives because they're great. So we're in. We're heading. To, we're heading to the stable. Yes, you are. <laughs> to fight some cyborg buzzsaw horses. Yeah, we'll see exactly what's going on. All right, let me read you the strawberry stables. All right, to keep gang violence from the from the mangle at bay and away from their communities, a group of principalists known as the Fletchers patrol the wide streets and row homes and customize machines they refer to, refer to as their ponies. These devices are variable in their presentation, but mostly look like some sort of monstrous fortified bicycle powered by the kinetic energy of the driver and covered in armor and weapons. They may be utilized by anyone regardless of tech ID or the possession of mods at all. Their efforts keep the stables and its citizens as safe as possible, and while clashes at the borders are common, strife within the community is rarely related to outside pressure and much more commonly driven by lack of resources as a result of a general difficulty getting goods in and out. No one quite remembers why this location is referred to as the Strawberry Stables, although most assume it has something to do with the rivers of blood that run down the streets from the Mangle. So, in this location, if violence occurs at any point, the moderator myself will add a Fletcher person feature to the exploit. They may or may not be in opposition to the storytellers, but they will be present. Now, I am going to roll a couple of dice for my own edification. Okay, so your volatility for this location is a 2, which is pretty forgiving. And now we are, we have like a vague, so you have like a vague idea of what you kind of want to be walking into, and that's cool. Um, so we are going to, I'm going to ask you some more questions, kind of the same way we established what was going on with the crisis to establish what exactly you're walking into and what situation you are going to be presented with, because most of these are going to start in media res. So, oh, and I have to pick your items. So one of the ways before we start this that you can use favor is we're going into a principalist community. So, um... Robert and Dan, you can use it. Um, if you decide there is a specific person feature, like one of these cards, a specific per- person or a specific location or a specific item that you want to obtain, uh, you can do that. Otherwise, I'm going to pull them randomly and you'll get to choose from whatever whatever we pull, which is also fine. I like random. You- yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'll go with random for this. It does. It absolutely does. And if you don't have, like, sometimes you'll walk into a situation and the crisis will say, you need to find a Fletcher. You need to find an angler. So that's the kind of situation when you could be like, okay, we literally need to find this person. I'm going to spend some favor to talk to my contacts so that that is what shows up in our exploit. But otherwise, it's just however you guys weed the narrative. So just be creative and it'll work. All right. So there are going to be... um, Three different, like, basically Mad Libs aspects, features, or what they're called, that are going to play into the questions that I'm going to ask you next. So, your um, your person feature, which I think we've decided will weave into the story, is the, um, the gang member that you're trying to rescue. Uh, and this gang member right. is a medic. So, oh. uh, I will read the medic to you. Every community relies on individuals with a modicum of medical experience to keep their residents in tip-top shape. Sometimes this knowledge is gleaned from pre-blackout data drives or ancient plastic sheet textbooks, 
detailing complex medical procedures and practices. Sometimes it's simply born of trial and error, gritting one's teeth and seeing what works. Persistence pays off sometimes. So the special attribute of the medic is if appealed to for help, the medic may either remove a stress from a character or apply the deep cut stress, depending on how they feel about the person asking. So if you're dealing with this person and you're like, can you please help me? And you've been pretty okay or they get along with you for whatever reason, they might be able to remove a stress from you, whatever narratively works. If you've been a dickbag to them and you're like, please help me, they're going to be like, yeah, sure, let me just, oh, sorry, I got an artery, fuck you. Your location feature, which is uh, where in this community this is going down. Where this person is being held? Exactly. Okay. Is a storehouse. So an American storehouse is any fortified location in which valuable goods are kept. This could be anything from non-perishable food, usable scrap, computing devices, and server rooms, data, or religious items. Uh, They are generally shared community resources, and they're extremely important. So the special attribute of the storehouse is... If the location is destroyed, so if the storehouse gets destroyed or is made unusable, the volatility permanently goes up by two. So how, like, your volatility right now is two, which means I get a plus two to all of my rolls. If you fuck up the storehouse, I get a plus four. Uh, Successful exploits will leave you, allow you to leave with one extra item randomly drawn, if narratively appropriate. So if y'all walk out of this and you're like, We've been really helpful. Then maybe the community is going to be like, well, thank you. Do you want to take this randomly drawn item? So it's kind of all in how you play it. So since I drew a volatility of two, volatility also is the number of items that I choose. And you guys get to pick which item you want. So uh, the first item is an unsynced rig. So the Puri rig is a personal wearable device that allows the wearer to use gadgetry. They vary in size and shape, but most resemble a set of suspenders over electroconnective mesh that converts kinetic to usable energy when worn. Once a rig is tuned to its user, it cannot be worn by another unless its profile is erased. So the special use for the unsynced rig is that uh, you may combine it with a raw, with raw source during a rest to attempt to install a new mod. Um, and there's ways to install a new mod, but basically you have to, in order to do it, you have to rest, you have to have this item and you have to have raw source code and you can roll to see if you can create a new mod to add to your character if you are a homokorai. So it's it's kind of it's good. I would say it's probably it's good for barter in this situation. You're probably not going to be able to install a mod in the next hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other item is corrupted source. So uh, rare and extremely dangerous, corrupted source code can have detrimental effects on anyone that it comes into contact with. It acts as a virus, overriding the original code with malware, causing it to become unstable and render the device useless. So the special use is install this into any mechanical device, including mods, to cause them to go fantastically haywire. You can only use it once, so choose wisely. Now, a thing about source, source code is literally everything. Like, you know how computers run on, like, Linux or Windows or whatever? Source code is everything now. It is a customizable, moldable uh, operating system and data. So all of your mods, even your electrogenetics, so like even your genetic modifications, are all run by source code. It's just, it's either code that's put into a mechanical device or it's code that is written onto, a, onto DNA. So everything is source code. If it is, uh, if it is like generated by electricity, then it is then it's source code. So your turrets would be source code. Your what do we call them? Spires of electricity would be source code. Like anything that takes in electricity and produces a mechanical 
or a like biological effect has source code in it. And this shuts it the fuck down. So these are your two options. Pick one of these and we will throw it into the exploit. Oh, the source code. Yeah, I'm feeling like the source yeah. code. I kind of led you a little bit, but only because I feel like as somebody who knows the meta of the game, this is your best bet. And also, like, the other one is, like, good for, like, long play. This wouldn't yeah. really. Okay. All right. So, you've got, again, your storehouse, your medic, and your corrupted source. So now we're going to do your exposition. So you guys get to answer more questions for me and be weird. So, the uh, corrupted source code is very important to this community. What would its absence mean? Say again? It's important to which community? The community that you're walking into. So this, this oh, community Fletcher. of Fletchers that we're building out right now. Oh, if they lose it, then they f- they can't have their horses. Okay. All right. No, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Need, needs it for the horses. Nice. Okay, so this, this code has been somehow, it's corrupted, but for some reason it is what they use to power their particular horses in this particular community. Ooh, because they corrupted an original thing, and then they rewrote their code to do the horses. Nice! Okay, I like that a lot. So they've got... Yeah, so they've got like special like special horses somehow that like only they can use or like have special powers maybe or something because they like corrupted the code. So the medic, who is also your Fletcher, is also or your uh, Federalist. Federalist, thank you, uh, is also invested in this item. Why is it important to them? Because he saw a picture of Alexander Hamilton on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I was going to make, like, a Paul Revere co- reference, but yeah, like, <laughs> it makes more sense to keep it the Hamilton. Fucking good. Okay, so so the, this this medic is there and wants to basically take one of these horses for the gang, essentially. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. To, to help in the war effort. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like something you would see in a Craigslist ad. Oh, my God, it really does. Huh, all right, so the corrupted source doesn't belong in... Uh, doesn't belong in the storehouse. How did it get there? It doesn't belong in a museum. It, I actually have a crisis that I wrote that is called "It Belongs in a Museum." Um, maybe he got. Maybe the reason he got captured is they captured him as he was trying to steal a horse, but that he like has what he was stealing with him. Okay, so he was trying to steal a horse and uh, basically like got the code from them, and they were like, "No, no, 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 no," and they're basically like locking him in the storehouse right now. With the code. So the code doesn't really belong there, but, like, he, like, pulled it out somehow or maybe stole the code wholesale somehow. Like, the code was stolen and they've got him locked in the storehouse and they're just keeping the code there because they just haven't brought it back to where it belongs. They feel that it's, like, special and that they can't just, like, you know, handle it, like, very... They have to be very, very careful with it. Yeah, so they gotta be careful before they, like... As opposed to this ruffian who came and tried to steal it. That bastard. Okay. Holding it in his hands like an animal. (laughs) So the uh, situation at the storehouse could have negative outcomes for the community. Why is that? Some of these also might be obvious answers. It really just, it, it depends on the situation. Oh, well, then they can't patrol. Yeah, that's super legit. If they can't, yeah, if they can't get their fucking horses out there, then, like, they're basically shit out of luck for protection. I was going to say, the mechanics of this might be wrong, but, like, doesn't that mean theoretically they could come back and take the rest of the horses? Sure as shit could. I mean, I'm that saying because they'd have the code to control them. And that can be a fear that they have, absolutely. Yeah, like, they're like, you can't leave, and we can't let you leave with this, because if you do, you could come back and take control of all of our horses, and also we won't be able to use them. Alright, so, uh, overt violence might not necessarily be a great idea for immediately approaching this situation. Why is that the case? There's more of them. 
They have saw ponies. Okay. They're saw ponies! <laughs> have you seen these things? What specific obstacles do you expect to overcome in this scenario, other than the ones that we've already discussed? My own discussed? personal demons. What? That's fair. Saw ponies. Saw ponies? Saw ponies are always the obvious one. Having to navigate through people, uh, I mean, having to deal with, for me and Dan's character, whose name is G- Gaius? No. Gallius. So Nick and Nick and Gallius have to deal with the fact that we're, like, trying to basically bamboozle some principalists. Yeah. Although, wait, uh, what, what denomination are the Fletchers? They're not any particular denomination, it's kind of just like an oh, okay. amalgamation of, of... Okay, they're a multicultural gang. Yeah. Yeah, not everywhere is, like, super consistent in, uh, denominations. Uh, and this okay. is just kind of one of those places where a bunch of principalists have squatted together. I'm just picturing, like, it's like, they're, like, these, like, badass, like, m- like, basically murder hobos, but then they're, like, but super diverse, and so when en- whenever anybody's, like, any kind of xenophobic, they're like, whoa, dude, not cool, this is 2300. Uh, alright, so what immediate threat is present to begin this scenario? Could be anything. Other than saw ponies. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I feel like this medic could get killed, and that could be real bad for the, uh, like, like, they're gonna execute him as a show, as a show of, like, no one takes our ponies. This medic gets executed, that's gonna be real bad for the Federalists. Like. Oh, man. Awesome. All right. So y'all are, are going to this place that you know this, uh, this medic is, and you're like, all right, we're gonna liberate this medic. We don't really know why they're there. We just know that they were like, yo, if you get our friend, our friend would be really helpful because they're a fucking doctor, right? So you go there, and, like, you walk into this community that you know they're at, and, like, you see pretty much everything that you described. You've got a bunch of Fletchers. They're all, all their ponies are, like, like, not working. Like, some of them are twitching a little bit. Like, one or two are functional, but, like, for the most part, like, it's not quite the Fletcher community that you're used to walking into, where, like, you're immediately greeted by, like, guards on horseback, like, who goes there, etc. Um, and you walk in, and you see... In this storehouse, which is kind of like an overhang, um, so you can kind of see into it because like one of the walls fell out. Who is? Uh, did we just we establish that the the individual's a dude? Yeah, sure. I don't think we specifically said it, but I was imagining him as such. Yeah, not because he's a doctor, but uh, for Hamilton reasons. Got it. Okay, so you have the same. What? What is? What is his name? I was imagining his name was going to be Philip, which is the name of Hamilton's son. Got it. So this is Philip. Uh, so Philip, the medic that you are here to rec- to, to to rescue, uh, and you see these principalists standing around him, and it looks like they're about to perform an execution. They're just screaming in his face. One of them has like a machete up, like right up to his neck, and they're like, "You need to give us the code now." What do you do? So to engage in this situation, what you are going to want to do is um, tell me what your goal is. So your goal could be anything, uh, it could be like, I want to interfere, I want to, uh, distract the person holding the knife, I want to punch, or I want to attack the person holding the knife, or like, I want to, uh, run behind the building and hide, or something. Just give me, like, a narrative goal for what your specific aim is, and then describe to me how you're doing it. Use street smarts, use modifications, use your tenets, use whatever the fuck you can, like, shoehorn into that narrative. And go nuts. And there's no initiative, so pretty much whoever has an idea of what they want to do first can do it. I have an idea. So one of my street smarts is I'm a sycophant. 
And it says, you're at your best when you're lying. People always talk more freely when you tell them what they want to hear. Narrative must include knowingly lying to achieve an end. Okay. So I want to kind of, like, burst my way, like, through the crowd. And, like, wait, don't kill him. That's uh, Philip, whatever, last name. And, like, we've been looking for him because he is our prisoner. And we're here to take him to answer for his crimes. Okay, so you're you're basically looking to persuade them to, like, not murder him outright. Yeah, and be like, and if you give him to us, you will then be earning favor with, I cannot remember who they are, but whoever their leader Oh, the, the, the principalist, yeah. You'd be earning favor with the Golden Temple, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And I'll say, and, and Nick is kind of like, like, Gally is kind of like, I imagine, burst right through, and I'm just kind of slowly following behind. So, Gallius. Let's let's take care of Gallius first, and then we'll, like, move to everybody else. Gallius, just so you know, uh, this would be a really great opportunity for you to also use Chanel number five. I was thinking that, too. I was like, can I do both at once? You can use one Street Smart and one Modification, and if you have any other things that come up, you can also use those. But yes, you can use one of each. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, for freaking sure. Okay. Please describe to me how you're exuding that smell. Where does it come from? How do people react? What does it smell like? Literally so gay. The way I'm picturing this is, you remember in uh, the Batman movie where Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy? Yes. Batman and Robin, yes. Yeah, where she kind of like wafts. Because, ooh, idea. Because like my whole idea was like my bone shards come like out of my wrist where I can just kind of go like that. That's Uh also where the smell comes from. Okay. I'm going to go up and I want to like put like... My hand on, like, his shoulder and be like, look, like, we're trying to, like, this guy's ours. I'm, like, trying to, like, talk to the guy and, like, lie and persuade him. Okay. That's fucking beautiful. Um, what does it smell like? Does it have a smell? Is it supposed to smell like Chanel number five? (laughs) It can smell like baked goods. That was one. It smelled like baked goods. So you're just like, oh, it's grandma's cookies. I'm so calm. I don't know. Um, it's okay. You can you can think about it. It will come into yeah. play again. Yeah. Um, all right. So roll 2d6. Add um, two. So one for a street smart and one for a modification. Okay. Two. Eight altogether. Okay. Yeah. So you like walk up to this guy and you're like, no, this is our prisoner. Um, except you say it cooler and all of the things that you already said happen. Um, <laughs> and this person is kind of like a little bit shocked and like you see them like... I know what it smells like. <laughs> what does it smell like? <laughs> I I have been like n- craving it slash eating it all the time recently. It just smells like really good pho. <laughs> yeah, that would calm me the fuck down too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly. Damn. So you uh, you like you, you, this person's like sniffing, like is a little bit confused as to where this smell is coming <laughs> from, but it seems to like like calm them down. You can actually, yeah, like you can actually hear their stomach rumble, and they they look at you and they're like, "What you?" You know, you know this individual, and like, do you um, do you wear any like emblems of 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 like the children of grit at all on you, or like have any sort of outward representation of that? Is that a thing they do? Because I feel like they would can be, because like they're kind of like anti like formal like religion esque type things. So I feel like imagine like a little orange pin. Yeah, it, it's total. It's totally up to you. Like I know the in our last campaign, one of the dudes literally had a gritty mask that he would put on when he was about to murder people. <laughs> one that would be a terrifying film to watch. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't feel like I would, especially because like I'm 
with the way my character is, and it's like all secrets and like truth telling. Yeah, and that's totally fine. You you did walk up and say like like you'll earn favor with the church. So this person assumes like oh if you know then like you're probably one of us. Doesn't know that you're a child of grit, but is like is like oh right you know this individual and like looks at you and like kind of grabs you and like ushers you like ushers you in front of them. And it's like, you, you talk to them then, because if they don't give us our source, I'm murdering him. And if I don't murder him, the rest of these individuals are going to fucking murder him. Um, So you are now being stared at by everybody around you. And the all of the attention is on you. So you take the uh, conspicuous stress. So just okay. jot that down somewhere, just that you have the conspicuous stress, which just means like, you're the center of attention and you're not really going to be able to get away with like sneaking or hiding or anything without a... um. Uh, detriment to your role because everybody is watching you they're like all right yeah you talk to this asshole let's get some information out of him uh so while that is happening uh robert did you want to do something uh yeah so i'm imagining that it's like probably getting close to like we're just about at sundown okay uh in terms of like the time uh so i would say since i have avoidance i'm actually kind of sticking to the shadows, like, kind of just, like, sticking to the outer outer rim of the crowd, like, I can, I'm a little higher up so I can see uh, what's going on, and I'm just kind of trying to get a lay of the land. Okay. And trying to figure out, like, I, I see Gallius be led into uh, the crowd, and I'm considering using my uh, glitter bomb. Okay, to, like, distract everyone? To distract everyone, um, but I'm trying to figure out how to communicate to him uh, to Gallius, like, grab him and run, uh-huh. kind of deal. But I can't really think of a way to communicate that. Uh, wait, don't we need to get the source code from these people, not just him? The source code would be helpful, um, generally, uh... Oh, so we don't have to get it to, like, be done. Well, we don't have, like, we need to get him. We don't need to get the source code, right? That's a, that's a secondary objective. Yeah, yeah, generally, like, if we were doing a full crisis, uh, yeah, you need to get everything, but since we've only got, like, at this point another hour, then that's totally fine. Just get one of them, and we'll make the rest of them work, so. I am off to the side, like I said, it's getting close to now, so, like, there's a bit of shadows, and I'm imagining the glitter bomb looking like, uh, like a Pokeball, almost, like, not in nice. design, but just in terms of that size, and that, like, has, like, the button on it. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe it is. You know, it's actually a former Pokeball, like, from way back in the day, that someone modified and, and stuff, and the button press is what, act, like, is what sets the timer. Yes! That's everything I ever fucking wanted. Hey out there, it's your least not unfavorite Game Master RC. Uh, don't try to untangle that sentence, you will melt your brain. Anyway, I hope you're still loving Harsh Generation. No Intel drop again this week, but just an announcement... Uh, I am in the process of moving, so if there's any hiccups in releases over the next month or so, that's why, because uh, this boy is shipping up to Boston. And of course, if you want to play Harsh Generation, be sure to check out their website at harshrpg.net. And let's get back to the show. So, I am on one side of the crowd. Um, Gallius is like, Pretty much, is it like a center r- ring is what I was imagining? Like a ring of people all around this? Yeah, sure. Uh, and where, R- Rachel, I want you to say, where is Ava at this point? Okay, so since uh, I have faith in the crowd, I'm like hiding within the crowd. Okay. Like maybe these two people I came with know where I am. But okay, 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 so so yeah, so I... Uh, wa- but, I'm, but I have like, 
like the handle because I imagine that it like pops out. I have like the handle of like my, my lash. That way, in case anything's about to go down, I'm gonna ready. I'm gonna have a whip made of electricity real fast. Nice. Okay, so yeah, I am on one side of the crowd, and what I want to do is I want to wind up and throw the glitter bomb to the other side of like the whole crowd, and okay. have like an, enough time for it to go off there, so like you know people are gonna look in that direction and not towards me. Okay, awesome. Um, did you want to okay. use it as a did you want to use it as a distract goal, or did you want to create a glitter hazard? I was thinking distract goal. Okay. In this case. Okay. Okay. So were you since. Because, like, I assume you guys, because I came with you, know where I am in the crowd. Yeah, Are like, you throwing it, like, towards me or, like, somewhere else? I kind of imagined, the way I'm imagining the situation is, like, I'm off the outer edge. You're between me and Gallius. Like, okay. in terms of, like, in the crowd. And then there's Gallius. And mm-hmm. I'm throwing it past Gallius. Nice. Okay. All right. So you chuck this glitter bomb. Like you're you're like squirreling away into the into the 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 darkness. Nobody really notices you, and you're just like <laughs> glitter bomb. I choose you, and you chuck it uh, all the way over the crowd, and it hits the ground, and just there's like a moment where everyone notices this thing fly right, and they just stop and look, and then just all of this glitter just flies into the sky and just descends upon the crowd and how you got that much glitter into such a small object no one will ever know because this is the future roll 2d6 add four ten awesome so you uh you avoid you avoid a stress um so you you chuck that ball over and the glitter just like flies down on this whole group of people right all right, so you uh throw that glitter bomb and the glitter is just raining down and like everyone's kind of like oh, 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 and like it's it's in their eyes because glitter's the fucking worst ever. The, the herpes of craft supplies. It is the herpes of craft supplies. It's bad. Um, it's worse than actual herpes, which isn't really that big of a deal. It like flies down <laughs> and you hits you in like the eyes and like oh, it's bad. Not you, but like everybody's like kind of freaking out about it and like the person who was like next to Gallius who was originally like holding the 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 blade next to the man or next to um Philip is like oh fuck and just flails the the weapon around and accidentally impales one of his friends right so then you see here screaming and with this glitter like this kind of still coming down from the sky you now see blood spurting all over like part of the crowd people start to like start screaming and now you have to endure a um a mob hazard or like a panic hazard uh where everybody is like partially blinded freaking out a little bit and one person just got stabbed and is like what the fuck did you do that for and like rips the machete out of their out of their chest and just starts hacking away at their friend rachel (laughs) (laughs) so there is a panic hazard in place which Again, is A, it's a twist, I'll tell you. Um, and B, mm-hmm. uh, is something that you can either leverage or get, it's detrimental. So if you're like, I'm going to try to talk nicely to this person, that person's fucking panicking, so you're going to get a negative one to your roll. If you're like, I'm going to do, I'm going to like use their panic to my advantage, you'd gain a plus one. Or if it's not really relevant, then it's not really relevant. Regardless, I get a plus one to my roll because that hazard is there. You can always try to negate the hazard through some sort of narrative effect. 
So if your goal is, Mm -hmm. I'm going to calm these people down, tell me what you do, you can get rid of it. But until then, you're navigating a social panic hazard. So. Okay. I feel like Ava doesn't care about calming people down. I am going to try, because I have urban parkour, I'm going to try to use that to, uh, considering the people obstacles. Okay, I'm trying to get to Gallius, weaving my way around the crowd, uh, not getting killed. Uh, and getting, <laughs> not getting killed, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm going by the stabby dude, who's like hacking his friend to bits right now, right? They're just kind of fighting. And I manage to like i'm imagining that i'm doing the thing where like things are going like above me and i'm just able to like bend down and duck right as they go by without like nice. even thinking about it i'm walking towards them my like whip is going out i'm not quite using it yet but i've got it in case someone tries to attack uh maybe if someone is like like maybe someone has like a bat or something and they're going it and i like use my whip and like take the bat away Imagine, like, Indiana Jones style. So what is, what is your goal specifically? To, like, protect Gallius or, like... To get to Gallius to help him, protect him and get the guy, Philip. We said his name was Philip, right? All right, roll 2d6, add one for your lash and one for uh, urban parkour. Okay, I rolled a seven plus two is a nine. Nice, we tied. Uh, tie goes to the storyteller. So, um... Yeah, so you, like, you're, like, leaping off of people. And, like, you, like, yeah. leap off of this one this one gal. Just, like, like, just throw her into, like, another group of people. And they, like, dominoes over. And, like, the last one in the line, like, stands up and is like, what the fuck, man? And just, like, starts railing at somebody else. Like, there's just a straight-up brawl going on here. And you're doing, like... And I'm avoiding all Absolutely. Of it. And you're just, like, whoopoo, whoopoo, whoa. And, like... At one point, you just, like, swing your, your lash around because somebody has got a bat and they're about to take it. They're about to hit you with it. And you're just like, whoosh, whoosh, and you just, like, f- like, fling it out of their hands. And they're like, what the fuck? And you make your way over to Gallius. Gallius, who's still, like, somehow, like, the center of attention. People are still, like, still like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You did this. What the fuck? And you're like, and uh, you basically end up, like, like you s- kind of, like, slide in front of this dude. To, like, protect him from the swinging blows of all the people mm-hmm. around him. You, like, deflect one. You, like, push some people away, away, and you, like, look at this guy. And, like, do you want to say anything to him? Question. Yeah. As I'm doing the whole, like, trying to deflect things and also, like, people are kind of, like, coming at me and, like, what the hell and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, talking with my hands. Like, as I'm doing that, can I still use my Chanel number five? And, like, I, like as I'm waving my hands, like, actually just, like, kind of putting, like, the pheromones out there. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, here, this, uh. Yeah, if, if, I mean, if you want, like, um, like, your, your turn's, pre- you didn't get a stress, so your turn's pretty much over unless you wanted to, like, talk to the guy or whatnot, um, otherwise you can do whatever well, you want I have one stress. Oh, no, 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 I mean, Rachel didn't take any stress for that. I'm just gonna say to Gallius, this is our guy, right? The, P- Philip? Definitely, for sure. Good. I've decided Ava doesn't talk much. <laughs> Strong silent type. All right, Gallius, what are you doing? I just want to, can I do the thing? Where, like, yeah, what's, what's, your, what's your goal specifically? Basically kind of to get the attention off of me slash diffuse the intense angry mob coming. Okay, so you want to like kind of, you want to diffuse the social panic. Yeah, and just be like, no, like it was actually like this thing that happened over there. It was an explosion in the storehouse. Okay, so do you want to focus on calming them down or do you want to distract them with something? Distract. 
Okay. So you're using Chanel number five to like, oh no, everybody, it's something over there. There's something over there. Do you want to like throw something? Do you want to make them look at something? Tell, tell me a story about what you're doing. I'm trying to think. I feel like the thing I'm thinking would be just a little too like, they would see me do it. Like I was thinking like to like get one of like the bone knives and kind of like, like, no, it was like over there and like kind of throw it and like have it hit something to make noise. But I feel like everybody's watching me so they would see that. Uh, you would take a negative one to your roll, but it could still happen. All eyes are still on, on Gallius, right? Yes. Could I just diffuse instead? Yeah, sure. If you want to just try to diffuse the situation, just, like, talk them down. Ava could have done that. Ava just didn't care. <laughs> because then we could also still, like, potentially get the uh, source code thing. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to, like, like tell me, tell me how you're going to try to diffuse the situation, and that can be your goal. Okay, so, um, as I'm... Trying to, like, do the whole, like, deflecting things, also kind of, like, talking with my hands. I'm, like, actively, like, emitting pheromones to as much of the room as I can. And I'm going to tell them, like, uh, what are you doing? Like, the explosion was over that way. I'm simply here trying to take this prisoner back to XYZ, I forget. Um, And, like, all you're doing is impeding with the church? Yeah. The, the temple, the church. The... the temple, yeah. Okay. Um. So since you're the center of attention, I would actually give you a plus one on that because everybody's already looking at you and you're basically using that to your advantage. So uh, roll 2d6 and then add two to the whole roll. Ooh, six. Two plus two, ten. Okay, awesome. So you, uh, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, hey, hold on, hold, hold on. Very Captain Jack Sparrow-esque. Um, and people are kind of watching you and they're like, you already kind of established yourself as like part of the religion. They just assume that. So they're kind of inclined to like, okay, okay. So like, like a group of people are kind of like looking at you and like, strangely enough, they don't actually want to kill each other. And like the person who was like stabbed is now like, oh man, you really fucking hurt me. And the other guy's like, I'm really sorry. They're caught up in the moment and they're kind of like consoling each other. And so they're, like, having a moment, um, and, like, a couple of the other people, like, the heat has kind of gone out of the situation, so the social panic kind of, like, chills out a little bit, and everyone's kind of like, okay, all right, all right, we're good. What do you say? Like, so somebody steps forward, um, and it looks, they look like a Fletcher, right? Um, actually, I'm gonna put a Fletcher in there because it seems like that's appropriate. So for the Fletcher, just so you know, if put in a position to defend their community or people, the Fletcher can bring out their mechanical pony and create a pony hazard. So if you don't want a pony hazard... Pony hazard. That's the name of my metal band. That's, that's good. So yeah, you see, like, cut through the crowd, like, all right, all right, all right, everybody, calm down, calm down, all right. What is going on here? And this individual who is, like, tall, totally agender, long black hair. Tilda Swinton. It is straight up Tilda Swinton. <laughs> uh, so I take it back, like, short blonde hair. Steps forward, is dressed like, is dressed like in rags, but they look really nice. Like one of those people, some people just make rags look real good. Uh, And this individual does. They make them look fucking swank, man. And they step forward and they're just like, explain to me what you're doing here. And they're asking you, Gallius. Fuck. (laughs) I don't want this pressure. (laughs) Um... We are, ooh, they don't know it's we. Okay. I am here to take 
Well, I think they by now they know I'm yeah. there. Like I went up to you. So they know they don't know he's there though. She's there though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are here to take this captive as our prisoner to take him back to. Where the fuck are we going to take him? What were they like? Um, to take him back to the temple so he could answer for his crimes because you are not the first people he has hurt. Really. Tell me of his crimes. <sighs> if anybody else wants to jump in too, you're you're welcome to. I was say I'm I'm struggling with two ideas of what of what Nick would do in this situation. <laughs> uh, would she Would she? I'm just gonna go. They are. I'm just like she's not much of a talk. I'm just gonna go. They are numerous. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of look at you like, okay, elaborate. See, I feel like Nick. Uh, she would use, like, cause she, I have, first off, pure confidence, uh, nice. just, like, come in, and also she's, like, again, rich, rich, rich bitch, kind of, like, just come in and, like, exude, like, authority, or, given, like, her serial killer nature, would be to swoop in, grab him, cause, like, everyone's eyes is focused on Gallius, and I was thinking, like, swoop in and, uh, put her, put her coat around Philip and just, like, walk, like, walk, walk away, uh, just, like, whispering to the team, like, extraction. <laughs> Extraction! 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 <laughs> well, again, my thought was everyone's eyes were on him. I also yeah. am imagining, I've decided that all of the uh, Federalists have, like, the ruffled front of their shirts. God, yes. Perfect. Love it. And, but I kind of wanted to look like the Seinfeld ruffled shirt. Absolutely. Because um, that's why I was putting the jacket over him, was, like, trying to, like, you know, just ease our way out of the situation. But I'm trying to decide, like, should should she exude confidence or be sneaky? I want I want your your opinions on that, Rachel and Dan. Confidence. All right, I'm actually gonna go with sneaky, but I don't like actually have that like. Roll a d six. Roll a d six. Okay, I'm gonna go with confidence then. So for like a description, she wears like a long red trench coat. I imagine her a lot like uh, like Carmen Sandiego esque without the hat. <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect. Love it. Imagining the cartoon, like the new cartoon of Carmen Sandiego. But also, I want the coat to have like big wrists, so it's almost like a little, slightly robe-like. Okay. Like, the the wrists. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the wrists really hang down. Oh, they're swoopy. Yeah, bell bell wrists or whatever. Yeah, I like that. Um, Gosh. But it's also, and it's a leather jacket, so it's like nice. a red leather jacket. Okay. Okay. The, by the wrists, you mean the cuffs? Yes. No, no, no. Her wrists are swoopy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. Christ, what kind of modification is that? <laughs> no, 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 the cuffs, yes. Uh, so, yeah, all right, so she's going to, like, swoop in, hands together, like, you know, like, kind of almost monkish, like, just because the robes are, the robes, or the cuffs are coming together, uh-huh. and be like, I assure you, his crimes against the church, against our people, I try to, like, uh... And humanity. And against the greater Delphia are so heinous, I dare not speak of them. And then, I, and then I'm going to, like, turn and spit at Philip. Oh, shit! Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so you're using, uh... Pure confidence. You're using pure confidence. Um, to keep in mind, you can also, if you have a cool way to use your mod that isn't mechanical, and you just want to, like, throw it into a narrative, you can also do that and get a plus one. So... Okay. Because I was thinking about using hypnotism. That's what I was thinking. Like, okay, I just didn't know. I, I just was kind of looking at it, and I was like, I don't know if this, this applies, but I'm going to try. Okay. You can absolutely. It's just so, like, 
this is generally used to like role play the removal of a stress from one of your companions. But okay. if you don't want to do that, you can just use it as a cool fucking mod that you got. But in that case, I'm going to release my hands and wave one of them as I say this. Oh my god, yes! Allow us to take him and let us seek justice. Awesome. So your goal is to persuade, essentially. Yes, yes. Fucking. This is the droid we're looking for. <laughs> Ideal. All right. Roll and add um, plus one for hypnotism and plus one for avoidance. Oh, I thought this would be. Um, I thought this would be pure confidence. Oh, sorry, sorry. Pure confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All pure right. Confidence. So roll and add two. Yep. Seven. Awesome. So you uh, you uh, you you walk up to this individual and and you're saying all of these things and they they look at you and like. You can see them kind of, like, their brains sort of process this weird hypnotism that you've done to them. Uh, but it, it takes. It absolutely takes. And they're like, fine. I trust you. <laughs> you may take this one. Come, come. And, uh, Thank you, Tilda. They, <laughs> they look at you and they snap their fingers. And um, you hear this, like, rumbling sound as, like, one of the ponies that you saw that was in stasis sort of, like, shakes itself loose and just lumbers forward. It just clunk, 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 like, right next to her, right next to them, and just stands right next to them and just stares, and they just kind of pat it gently, and they say, come with us and we will discuss this further at the temple. And they they gently lead for you to follow them to the temple. Uh, Your location is no longer the storehouse, you are now going to the the religious the religious location. Um, be, 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 be. Of course, it's the last one. So you're going to the religious space. Uh, and so if you damage a ritual space, it raises the volatility of the community by two. Uh, so you are now they they now like take you and they they gesture to the two of you as well because you're right they've kind of gleaned that you're all are together and they gesture for you to follow them into this religious space and this religious space is. A, it looks like it was once an old museum, like on a meta level, you're like, it's probably an old museum. It's got beautiful columns. They're cracked in places, but it's 300 years in the future. So of course, and it is just this glorious location of there's, there's relics, there's statuary, there's art that clearly looks as though it was created by people from the community. And it is just this really kind of lovely, serene location. And they bring you up with this again. This pony is just like flanking you to make sure that like shit's cool. And Philip is kind of like cowering along with y'all, like, oh fuck, 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 ah oh, fuck. And uh, <laughs> they sit. I am going to grab onto Philip like I'm like leading him like Got a it. guard, but in reality, I'm like in case it goes down and be like, bye guys, I'm taking it. him. Yeah. So they, they sit down in what looks like a, a, like, sort of a makeshift throne. Um, it looks like it was actually, like, an old chair at one point, but it's been, like, decorated with, like, really pretty scrap. It, honestly, like, Nick, this looks like a curator setup. Cause Nick is, like, looking all around, and she's, like, uh, trailing her fingers as they walk against, like, yeah. one of the paintings. Yeah. It, it, you're very familiar with, like, this is, this is purposeful artwork. Um, so they sit down. Um, and they look at you and they're petting, just like luxuriously petting this horrifying mechanical monstrosity that's just like, like oozing, like electricity, just like dripping out of its mouth. Um, 
Horsey. Exactly. <laughs> and they say to you, uh, my name is Elegia. Tell me more about this individual's crimes and we may find a way that it, find a punishment that is, that is fitting, that is fitting for them. So wait, who, who is in charge right now of the, of the penitentiary? Uh, the Black Dahlias. Okay. And they're, what, what are they? They're corpse dancers. They are prince, they are principalists. Um, they, uh, are also almost universally reviled for the fact that they eat people. So there is some, there is some like, definite uh prejudice against corpse dancers as a whole oh because i was gonna say because nick was gonna be like well he and he he and his filthy federalist scum were attempting to take the penitentiary away from the from our from our church you could also play it that way honestly it's it's really either way like there's there's precedent for both yeah so i was gonna say yeah that he wanted to take away from the church and he had been killing children uh to scare people out of the area that's what i'm going with right now interesting he put it, he put his own, he put his own legacy ahead of others. Really? That's curious. Looks down at, uh, looks down at the, uh, at the, uh, dude, at Philip and just goes, stealing from the church. You know, we benefit strongly from the, uh, from the Black Dahlias holding on to the, holding on to the, uh, penitentiary. And I would hate to see that that, I would hate to see that arrangement fail. And they stand up and they snap their fingers again. And they say, Boris, take care of this garbage. And the pony just sort of like revs to life and just electricity to shooting out from between its weird like gnarled fangs that are made of like jagged scrap that's been shoved into its gums. And it just goes and just lunges itself at Philip. I'm still holding Philip and I'm going to and I'm going to say that's. That is far too easy a punishment. What's your, what's your goal? Because this thing is actively attacking, so... Yeah, you're going to have to pull him out of the way if nothing else. Okay, yeah, yeah um, I'm pushing him behind, and I'm going to, like, uh, I guess use my whip to try and stop it, not, like, destroy it. Just, like, just, like, stop it. Wrap around its neck, like, so you can get control of it. Yeah, wrap around its neck, and then I'm going to say, that's far too easy a punishment. Obviously, we should give them the Black Dahlias. That would be a fitting punishment. Curiously, uh, you could also leverage, um, you could leverage efficiency, and actually you used your mod specifically for a detain goal, so that would be a plus two. Um, and efficiency is using a weapon in a non-lethal way, and I think that you effectively used a weapon in a non-lethal way. So, um, so yeah, so you, you're like, you're like, no, that's not a fitting punishment for this one. We need to give him to the Black Dahlias. And like, as this pony is like, le- like leaping to murder this, you like, do you want, do you want to describe what you do? Exactly how you detain it? Uh, like, as he's leaping, I like, take it and like, I guess like right before he's about to go in the air? Or say, say, yeah, where's Philip? What do you do with Philip? Do you let go of him? I like, I push him behind me. And maybe, like, if one of you is behind me, I push him towards you, too? Yeah, you can also... Yeah, if if you... If one of you wants to be, like... Wants to be, like, I got him! And just, like, run by and grab this guy, um, you can also gain... that. I, I count that as teamwork. And if you use teamwork and, like, like justify somebody else in your narrative, then you can also gain a plus one for that. Okay, I push him... I'm gonna say, because uh, I would... I would say, uh, probably Gallius is the one that's behind me. So I push him towards Gallius, and then as, like, right as the pony's about to, like, leap in the air, I, like, do the whip 
Like, I'm imagining that it's like he's on his hind legs. And then I do the the whip and say my whole, like, no, no, obviously, that's, this is not an elf. Okay. So you grab it around, the, you, like, whip it around the neck, and you're just like, no! And you kind of, like, you kind of grab it and just, like, fling it off to the side, and the pony's, like, totally taken aback. Because, um, I don't know, I guess it's also a dog in my mind. So it, like, gets, like, wrapped around the neck, and it's like, and just kind of, like, stumbles back, because nobody was expecting... The, um... Spanish Inquisition. Ah, uh, can't make a Monty Python joke. Uh, did you say Spanish Inquisition? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Damn it! I was thinking that, and then I was like, I can't make it relevant. But then you said it anyway, so high five. Um, <laughs> well done. But I was gonna say, uh, when she throws Philip towards me, mm-hmm. what I want to do is, like, kind of, like, catch him in this arm, and then with this one, I'm gonna, like, pop out a bone blade, and I'm like, we said he will be punished. Nice. You are not the ones who will be doing so. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Um. So, Rachel, you roll. Can I use the Chanel number five as an intimidate? It's not your. It's not your turn, but you can still use that as like part of of Rachel's turn, and Rachel will gain a plus one because you're helping. That's what I was trying to do. Was more of like a teamwork thing. That's okay. perfect. No, that's perfect. Okay. So I rolled two d six, right? And then you are going to add two for your lash, and you're going to add one for um. Oh, win one for teamwork. Three total. Okay, adding everything, 10. So, okay, awesome. So you managed to, like, kind of get this pony, like, kind of it's kind of shocked, literally and figuratively. Um, and uh, Elahias kind of stands up and is just like, you have got an impressive spine. And looks at you, Gallius, pointing the pointing the weapon. It's, it's your turn, right? Yeah, because everybody... Yeah. Think. Okay, so looks at you and is like, all right, then. You're going to give him to the Black Dahlias? Uh, funny that you should mention Spine, because if he would like to keep his, we will be taking him and taking him back to the penitentiary where I'm going to come up with some name. Uh, Steve, leader of the Black Dahlias, uh, <laughs> uh, is expecting him and has his own punishment picked out. Okay, so I'm going to say that you are trying to persuade them, yes? Okay. Do you want to add anything else to that? Or do you, are you using Chanel number five, I assume? Yeah, the Chanel number five. Yeah. You're definitely exuding that good, good pho. <laughs> and I'm sweaty, so it's even better. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, it's sweaty pho. <laughs> yeah. All right, roll 2d6. Oh, Christ. Oh. Does the using the Chanel number five add anything? For using that as a persuade goal, um, you can actually roll twice and take the better roll. Oh, that one roll was what they both combined as. Okay, so, yeah, so nine, because originally they all added up to six. Well, luckily, uh, I rolled a pile of dicks, so, um, (laughs) so, you're, you basically, you appeal to their sense of, like, you appeal to their sense of camaraderie, so they kind of look at you and they're like, all right, despite the fact that you created utter panic in my community. (laughs) And despite the fact that you lashed my horse and that, like, the pony's just kind of, like, like, just, like, sulks as much as a machine can sulk back next to the, uh, next to the individual and is just, like, kind of sitting there, like, staring. Um, still, like, dripping electricity. It's really fucking weird. Um, they go, Fine. 
But I want you to bring me proof when you're done. What proof do you need? I'll just find a corpse vaguely resembling his body, and boom, there you go. Because it's going to be all fucked up because the Black Dahlias are going to destroy it. Bring me proof of his punishment, whatever that may be. Uh, I will accept any form of proof, really, but... Uh, we'll have to see what the Black Dahlia even have left of him. I am in very good favor with the Black Dahlias, so just tell them that Elahia sent you, and that they require proof of this individual's punishment, and they will give you something in kind. Is this agreeable to you, then? I believe we can make that happen. Take him and leave. And they just kind of go back to petting their pony. And before before they leave, uh, Nick, uh, running her hands against the, the one painting once again, says, You know, Alahia, one of my statues may make a fine addition to your artwork. They kind of turn and go, Really? Are you also of the faith? Of course. I wouldn't offer to anyone else. And they kind of smile. Good to hear. We'll talk later. Let's. I look forward to seeing you when you bring me back uh, the glorious instance of this individual being purged of, of his unfortunate impurities. And she gives a slight bow as she walks out. Nice. Nice. Alright, so you guys have uh, completed your crisis. Uh, we got to three out of five uh, twists, which is good. Um, it's utterly irrelevant. It's basically just a barometric meter as to like how long it lasts. Um, and you now have you have Philip who uh, is whining at you now, like, who the fuck are you? Are you really going to give me to the Black Dahlias? No, idiot. No, Philip, shut the fuck up and let's get out of here. <laughs> okay, okay. It just kind of, like, walks along with you. I was just going to be like, if I really wanted you dead, do you think I would have, like, stopped that horse? I don't know you. I don't know. Maybe you want to eat me. Philip, we're not Black Dahlias. Lafayette sent us. And I, and, I, and I don't think we've said his name to him yet, right? I don't think we've no, said it in front no, of him. No, not at all. Yeah. So Nick's going to clap him on the shoulder and say, Philip, let's just call this your lucky day. Yeah. And like immediately calms down and changes demeanor when you say Lafayette's name. He's like, that smarmy fucker. Guess what I got for you? And like reaches down and like you can tell that this like, like, he's wearing, like, baggy pants and, like, a ripped-up vest and, like, reaches into his pocket and, like, as he reaches in, like, part of the vest kind of slips and you can see that he's wearing the suspenders of a homopori and, like, unclips something and pulls out, like, a little metal disc and hands it to you and goes, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> so you also have the corrupted source. Hell yeah. Let's go before they figure out that you still have it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, a really, that's, that's a really good point. This guy, like, puts it back in and it's just like, go down this way. It's, it's a back way. Okay, so crises will either have a crisis exploit, which is basically what we just did, but with all of the stuff you've accumulated and, like, accomplishing your goal. Uh, a lot of crises also just have a crises conclusion, which is just a bunch of questions that you ask to, like, they're crises that don't really require you to, like, engage in something because it's like this community is out of a lot of things and then you bring them and then you just talk about how you help the community um to like tie it all together um this one does have an exploit uh i'm going to adapt some of these to actually so what we'll do is i will ask you a couple of questions um don't worry about goals or street smarts or anything like obviously that still plays into your character and who you are uh, but we're just going to kind of be narratively talking through what happens and what you guys want to see go on in this situation. 
The way that the exploit was going to be is the item that you're using to disarm the traps will be necessary before you can enter the jail proper. Uh, what is that item and how does it work? So you guys got the corrupted source. How are you going to like implement this to like shut down these traps? I mean, can the corrupted source, like, if they're all, like, connected through a computer, can we put the source in to, like, ruin all the code? I was thinking either that or Jerry rig some kind of, like, EMP. Yeah, which is, like, me. I am, a ha- like, basically a hacker. Because, like, that's, like, my whole thing is, like, like, modern-day, like, information, like, gatherers, like, hacking through, like, and, like, not, like, deep web mm-hmm. stuff, but, like... Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can absolutely corrupt all of these, like, electrical devices. Do you want to use an EMP? Do you want to, like, go into one and be like, bip, bip, bip? No, not an EMP, because that'll draw attention. I want to go through and actively, like, fuck with the corrupted source code so they don't know that they're not going to work. Ooh. And then we just have... Huh? Make the turret shoot at the at the, the corpse bomb. Bitch, okay. Two for one. Oh! <laughs> Have the defenses destroy each other, and also that'll make that'll that'll definitely that'll oh also definitely bring down a wall to go through. I mean, it'll definitely distract from your presence. <laughs> That's for sure. So yeah, right, hack, so, hack it in to do that. So you you sneak in there and you like hacker voice. I'm in. You you like get up next to this turret, right? You manage to get around it, and you basically take this corrupted source code and you like. You, like, install it into the, the turret, right? And the turret's just kind of like... And then, like, it opens up a console, and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> and you just hit a couple of buttons, and then you just, like, look at your pals, and you're just like... Duck. And then you just, like, dive away as, like, all of these turrets... You can, like, see the source code. It's, like, fucking Overwatch-style, like, Sombra in the machine just takes over all you see like this code just like like across the entire mainframe right it's just like a like a flash and all of the turrets just stop like patrolling and go and like point at the 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 corpses and just and there's like what the fuck is going on um so the uh the medic that you recruited, Philip, is recruited and ready to roll. So, like, how does Philip he- feel about this whole situation now that you brought him back? Like, what do you what do you do with him essentially? Well, I'd imagine Philip better be really grateful. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, he's a doctor, so maybe he had to like. I was gonna say, maybe he's not the leader, but he's like, oh, he's the leader's right hand man. Sure. <laughs> um, and like, he had to heal him because he got he got like hurt in a skirmish. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, like, we're sure it's going to bring him along as our human band-aid. Fucking yes, human band-aid. I might change medic to just be human band-aid. Heals the general, what's the general's name? I'm going to go with Washington, but it's too, it's too, it's too on the nose. It's too, <laughs> General, uh. Oh, Eliza. Well, the general would be Hamilton. I was going to say Eliza. Okay, Eliza works. Eliza Hamilton is Hamilton's wife. Nice. All right. Yeah. Get some gender diversity up in here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Philip heals Eliza. Uh, everyone just takes names. They don't really care about the connection. The, the Federalists don't care about the connection between the actual history of people. Like, you know, Philip is not Eliza's, uh, son. It's, it's, uh, he's her, uh, you know, right hand man, medic person. That's so good. They just arbitrarily take names from history. That's so fucking good. 
Yeah. Uh, and so he heals her, and then, like, she's like, alright, we gotta finish this fight. And after we blow up all the defenses, I guess that's, like, they're gonna storm the castle. Alright, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you can choose stealth, subterfuge, or brute force to enter. Which do you, uh, which do you choose? We blew up something. Isn't that is that entirely fair. <laughs> we put fucking holes in the wall. So <laughs> I feel like our choice. I feel like we made our own choice. So basically, what I'm seeing you described happening now is you bring Philip back, and you're like, "I'm reuniting you with your people." And Philip is like, "I am so glad that you weren't lying." And just, like, runs over to Eliza <laughs> and is like, hey! And Eliza just slaps him across the face. It's just like, don't ever fucking do that again. Without you, we are dead in the water! And Philip's like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you have a cut, can I, can I, can I fix it? And Eliza's like, yes! Get to it! So, Philip is like, doing his thing, doing his thing, doing his thing. And like, Philip's really fucking good! At being a doctor, like, you're watching this dude go and, like, stitching shit up, like, seems to have, like, knowledge from a, like, has clearly, like, in the Federalist pursuit of knowledge about the past, has come across some actual medical text and, like, knows what he's doing, right? And is, like, fix it, fixing Eliza up and is, like, okay, I think you're good now. And Eliza's, like, go fix the rest of us. And he's, like, okay, okay, all right, go. And, like, goes and starts, like, administering to the rest of the Federalists and, Eliza's like, all right, tell me your plan. So you tell Eliza your plan. And Eliza's like, that is fucked up and I love it. Do it. So then you go and you hack the the turrets. Everybody ducks. Bombs go off. Walls fall down. The walls are just on the floor now. There is chaos from inside. And the Federalists just scream in a rallying cry. What is their rallying cry, you nerds? We're in the room where it happened. (laughs) I trust you that that's relevant. So they just scream and they go, we're in the room where it happened. Ah!" And they pull out their muskets and they run. Um, No, they do not have muskets. I mean, maybe they have muskets. They pull out their laser muskets. Hell yeah. Yeah. And they just storm the fucking gates. And there are Federalists and Black Dahlias just like going at it toe to toe punching and kicking and bayonetting and I don't know what fucking any guns and wars and shit are but they're using it all because it's the future and who gives a shit? So they're like electrocuting people. Where are we? Uh, Where do you guys want to be? I, th- I figured we were in the fray. Fuck yeah, you're in the fray. What are, you, what are y'all doing? What are you, tell me about some of your combat situations. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just using my whip to like take down Black Dahlia's and I also have the the shock pistons and stuff, so I'm like coming from the coming from the fucking sky <laughs> off these walls as they're coming down like yeah. Ava, Ava like appears from nowhere and is just like pew, pew, just rubble and dust everywhere. Oh man, what did we name my my robot? Did we give it a name? I feel like we did give it a name, but I can't. remember. I don't know. All right, I don't remember. We're gonna call it Bennington. <laughs> so I pull up my little robot Bennington, you know, my little auto- autonomous unit. Send him into the fray, and I'm just kind of like, I, he's like, I'm put, keeping him in between me and like, you know, baddies. Uh, and I'm just like throwing knives past him to like, you know, catch people. And then at some point, I see a down Federalist, and I have Bennington give me cover, 
and I pull the Federalist outside, and I just, like, he's dead. And I'm just gonna pummel his face. <laughs> You're beating a dead horse! I'm beating him to make him unrecognizable. Nice, okay. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, that's fucking good, you assholes. Alright, what are you, what are you, what are you doing, <laughs> G- Gallius? And that, meanwhile, I'm just running around just nonstop, just, ah, uh, just throwing bone knives at the Costco sample lady. <laughs> You get a knife and you get a knife. Okay, I, I definitely have to say, like the galleys, we have to, we cannot leave any black dahlias left, or they'll know, or some or word will get out that we join this. God fucking yes! All right, so you guys straight up murder like the entire cult. Told you, murder hobo the campaign. Yeah, y- you just, you just like, <laughs> there is just blood and carnage, and like the vultures come out, and by vultures I mean people who live there that are like. Ah! Guess another gang's come in here. <sighs> Must be Tuesday. And they come in and they start like picking shit off of the dead bodies because this literally happens once a week. So y'all are like standing victorious over your over your win. And and uh, Eliza comes up to you and uh, systematically to each one of you just like right on the back. Just like the heaviest, hardest like back pat you've ever experienced. Like bone shaking. Just ugh. Uh, uh, well done. You have free passage here whenever you'd like. Is there anything I can get for you? Do do you need anything? Would you would you like would you like a place to stay? Everything's covered in blood, but hopefully that doesn't matter to you. The blood is normal. The blood is normal. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I I hope you won't forget this kindness anytime soon. I will not. That would be contrary to the revolution. We remember those who help us. And of course, if uh, any Black Dahlia got away and were to say they saw us, you know nothing of it, correct? No, all I know is to murder murder them. Sounds good. And also, also, I, I imagine that um, I imagine that uh, Nick is saying this while uh, Bennington is in the back with the slumped over corpse of the uh, Federalist. God, yes. I'm just, I'm just going to uh, edge point and go. By the way, we need that. The corpse. Edge point at the corpse. All yours. Enjoy it, however you want. Oh. <laughs> this is the one thing that offends her. I went. We are not black dahlias. <laughs> also, Nick makes the point to say, and to make it clear, uh, I did not kill him, but I did make him look this way. I don't know whether I'm more or less impressed, but. Well done. I just, I, I, it's important. I want credit for my work, but not credit for what I didn't do. That's super fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, awesome. So you all retook the jail for another group of murderous fuckers who also happened to be from Hamilton. That was an unexpected twist. I very much enjoyed it. (laughs) Just RC and I being like, what song title can we work in here? I was like, I feel like if we come back to this, uh, this setting, I'm gonna have to get into a duel. Yes, almost definitely. I, I take notes. Alright, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for playing my weird game and also being fucking weird. You guys are weird. Yeah! We did it! <laughs> a harsh lesson to learn. Masks and Mayhem normally uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Run and Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and beat into a pulp by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow us for free forever on all major podcast platforms, 
If you like what we do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us, and maybe we'll even read your review in a later episode. This week's episode was brought to you by Harsh Generation, of course. Follow us on Twitter at MayhemCast to keep fully up to date with everything we're doing, and if you leave us some feedback with the MayhemCast hashtag, you might even show up as an NPC in a future arc. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. Like RPG game that's been normal. Good. Always weird Good. shit happening. That's how it should be. I was say the before this. Let me see. I played. Uh, I played like four games of D anD D in my life. All of the episodes of uh, Masks and Mayhem and this. My experience nice. with RPGs is very limited, but I have fun. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, and if so. there's any like, if y'all like think of anything down the line where you're like, man, this would be a really cool mod, or what about this, or whatever, like. Game's not going to be out until September, so there is ample time to influence it.